Are you all ready for the word? Yes. Well, get your Bibles out. Mike, get your Bible out. Yeah, you're in, you're in big trouble, buddy. You know, I, if, if I find somebody I can pick on, it's all over but to crying. Poor Jeannie Bowser. I have to apologize to her all the time. She's one of the sweetest people to ever meet and loves God with all of her heart. But she's really stuck on being French. You know, she's actually African-American. She was, you know that. She was born in Africa. She's really the only African-American we have in this church. The rest of you are American-Americans. But uh, I tease her all the time because, you know, over in France, they, they eat snails. Escargot. That's, that's a fancy word for slugs. And so I, I mess with her all the time. I ask her if she bring any slugs for lunch and stuff and you know, she has to be tough-skinned to work with me because uh-huh. our office is a mess. and It's really peaceful and quiet till I come in. <laughs> I have to stir up the mud. But Jeannie is actually, she's a little fireball. And I, think, I really think she's one of God's favorite people on the planet. Amen. The way she loves kids. I'm going to tell you. He, that's just. Anyway, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. <coughs> 2 Corinthians 5. A lot of times we read a scripture and think, I know that. Yeah, I don't ever think that because, Lord, have mercy, there's so much to learn in every scripture. You know, in the Bible, there's, there's truth in there about who you are in Christ. And then there's truth about what you should do with it. Amen. And they're both different in, in, in practicality. I find... That if I don't preach on who you are in Christ, it unsettles you when I preach what you're supposed to be doing. Like Sunday morning, we talked about rewards. Well, you know, on, it's funny because when I preach on something that you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it, everybody that leaves goes out the right door. <laughs> and I'm standing there by myself with my hand out. And I'm thinking, boy, I done ticked the whole congregation <laughs> off, you know. But there, is, but there is a little reality to that. You know, you, you can't, I can't just keep preaching to you what you're supposed to do if you do not have a good foundation in who you are. Because then you're going to start, there, you know, in a, church, in a church like this, there's always insecure people and there's always people battling with the devil. You know that. Yeah. And those people need a lot of grace. And I'm not saying that because there was times in my life when I needed a lot of grace. But there comes a time when you've got to grow up. And we use the analogy of a mama and a baby. There comes a day when she sets him down and, and he wants her to carry. Get mommy, carry. Look, you, you, just walk, you know. And so, but in a congregation of, you know, 200, 250 people, You've got everything from babies to mature Christians, and you, you can't just do grace every Sunday morning. You really can't because people never grow up. So there's always those people that need a lot of grace, and they're hearing you need to be doing something, and you can tell the devil's going to beat them up. They're just going to beat them up when they leave. But you can't just stay there because they can't. So, so you, it's really quite a battle. So on, you know, tonight I'm going to talk a lot about who you are in Christ because you need to get rooted in this. This is your roots. Because when you're rooted in who you are and the fact that you're already accepted, then you're not trying to do things to be accepted. You're doing it out of a heart of love. Because God loves you. So, so there, that's quite the battle. And I really believe that's why a lot of people in the body of Christ have never matured. Because pastors don't like to go there. Now, I don't either, but we're going to. We're going to talk a lot more about what you need to be doing because there's a, there's a certain satisfaction in you growing up and maturing in the Lord. Amen. So anyway, we're going to talk about, again about who you are in Christ, what belongs to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone, one translation says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation, 
Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, when we read this, or should I say it this way, most Christians, even though the Bible says that, they relate to life through their five physical senses. And they do it because you've lived your whole life out of your, out of your eyes and out of your ears and out of your touch. And so for you to, to believe something is true that you can't see, taste, touch, or smell, it's just true because God said it's true. It's not the easiest thing to do. For you, it's there. Because you would think if God was in you, then you'd have fire coming out of your fingernails, and you don't. But he actually is in there. So when it says, if any man is in Christ, when I got born again, that was the very first scripture Jesus told me. Because I asked him, I said, what happened to me? Um, I was raised, uh, my sister's family is Church of God. My sister Robin, husband, was Church of God. So when Robin got born again, she started going to Pentecostal Church of God. Now I went, and Lord, this was old line Pentecost. I'm talking about they rolled in the floor, y'all. I mean, they fell down, shook, screamed, ran. And I'm a sinner, and I'm going, you know, this is crazy. You know, and so I just got out of the way, just step over when they start rolling. And, um, and they would try to tell me this was God, and I thought, well, it might be, but he's crazy, you know. And so, but then I was raised Baptist. Well, now, now listen, when I say that, give me a little break. We went Eastern Christmas because we're Baptist, and that's what we did. Now, my grandparents went all the time. Pastor Giddens, and I listened to him preach, and I remember you got the bulletin, and you sat there, and you did check mark how long it takes before we get out of this prison, and we get to go home. And so that's all I ever did was just check off each thing that they did, and I'd ask Mama, where are we, where are we in the program? Because, man, we get out of here, I'm going to the river. And so, you know, I, I, remembered, I remembered church so that when I got born again and actually made Jesus Lord, even though I'm a born-again Christian, my, my head does not know what happened to me. And yours doesn't either. You really, until someone shows it to you in the Bible, and until you meditate on it, it will never become real to you. Because it's, it's not seen. Now look at the scripture, if anyone, say me, is in Christ, that means you've been born again, you're a new creation. The literal translation of this is a new creature or creation or a new species of being. Now, let's stop and think about that for a second because that's, that's an absolute powerful statement. He didn't say your body was new, he didn't say your brain was new, but he said you are new, that means that you're a spirit, have a soul, live in a body. Now, that means everything God ever is going to do in you, he did it instantly when you were born again. And, and that means you're already as perfect as you're ever going to be for all eternity, and he did it instantaneously when Jesus came inside of you. Now, you're going to spend the rest of your life finding out who you are and getting your mind renewed to it and tell your body to shut up so that that life in you can manifest outside. And that's, so, so God had to do the work because what was in you was the problem. Now, God did what you couldn't do, but you are going to do what you can do. There's things you're going to do. So, so this scripture, you literally have to think about this for a while. So I want to go over something right here. It says, you're a new race, a new kind in purpose and in function. That means that a, the Christian... <laughs> is a species that up until Jesus rose from the dead, not one other species like us has ever walked the earth. We are a complete, completely different in kind. Now that's a heavy, heavy thought. Now I'm going to use an analogy here, and, and, um, and I, I asked you know, Kenny about it, I asked different people. How many of you have heard of the new car called the Tesla? All right. Tesla is an electric car. Now, I went online the other day, and I was watching it. Now, I want you to think about this. We've had gasoline automobiles for over 100 years. There's a new car out called a Dodge Demon, and I didn't name it. And it is the fastest 
production automobile on the road. It will literally quarter mile, and is it nine or ten seconds? Someone, that's, that's fast. Now, that's 125 years for us to get a gasoline car with, with a lot of money and a lot of technology to go that fast. The Tesla is an automatic car that will quarter mile in 8.8 seconds. It's the fastest car on the road, and it is the new, upcoming, new in kind. It's not a gas car. As a matter of fact, if you pull into a gas station, they don't know what to do with it. If you open the manual, it's nothing like the old gas engine. All of the old creation that God made in Adam is a failure. Think about that for a minute. So much that God said, kill it. Let's start over. And yet in the world today, and I'm going to read this to you in a minute, there's literally two races of people or two kinds of people walking the earth, and they're not really anything alike. You're nothing like a sinner. You may think like one sometimes. You may think you're a gas engine, but when when you pull up to the pump and there's no place to put gas in, you're just going to get frustrated. And now they've got the thing to where you'll go over 600 miles on a charge and, you know, there's just all, and it's a baby. It's, it's in its infancy, which means in 100 years from now, God only knows what this thing's going to do. Now, the reason I'm saying all of this is that Adam was the very first man God made from the earth and all the people on the earth are made in his image after him. They're born of Adam. But when Jesus came along, he is a brand new prototype human, new in kind. Nobody on the earth ever, ever walked the earth like him. Now here's the skinny. He was the prototype of a new race and all of the people who are born again after him, he's called the first fruits. So if the first one, whatever the first one was like, all of the others are like him. Now here's the problem. We've never learned to identify ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ as being a kind of human just like Jesus. We've all been told, well, he's kind of like in a class by himself. Well, if you're talking about God, you know, walking around with the blood of Almighty God, yes. I mean, there's only one Jesus, I'm going to tell you that. But God used him and said, I need to start over again, and this time we're going to start with perfect. So he sent Jesus, and it's hard for our minds to imagine that you are literally made in the image of Almighty God. All right, I'm going to show you another scripture. So, and it's going to get real heavy in here, not, not heavy bad, heavy deep. Because I'm going to say, show you things in the Bible, and your brain is going to like the hamster. That is wild. All right, are you all ready? Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we're there. We have a, this treasure of the new birth in an earthen vessel. You're still in an earthen vessel. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what God thinks of your body. Leave it here. That, you know, a lot of people like to brag on your flesh. Don't. God don't like it either. You're going to get a new body someday. And we're all looking forward to that. But he's already taken care of the spirit man. Now listen to this scripture. Now, now, now go to 1 Peter chapter 1. And if you can pop it in the Amplified, I would love to read it. Now, when I, when I give you this, you're going to have to think about this. Because this is, 
I, I don't know any other thing to say to you that's just, it's just heavy. It's heavy. 1 Peter 1, 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, if you have that in the Amplified, okay, pop it on the screen. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin or seed or sperm, but one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God. Now, let me say something to you right now. In the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God made everything in the garden after its own kind. All right, now listen to me. If you have two dogs mate, you're not coming out with a cat. As a matter of fact, if the male's a collie and the female's a collie, you're not coming out with a German shepherd. Why? It's in the DNA. I'm, I'm fixing to drop one on you. When God birthed you, he put his sperm in you. All of God's DNA is in you. That's wild. We're fixing to come up to Easter. Easter is not about Jesus rising from the dead. It's about you rising from the dead. Jesus didn't need to go to the cross and rise from the dead. He didn't do any of that for himself. We have been bragging, oh, Jesus rose and dead, Jesus rose and dead, Jesus rose and dead, Jesus rose and dead. Easter's about you rose from the dead. You were the ones that were dead in sins. Now, let's go back to this statement. When Lisa and I had Justin, have you ever noticed that he looks, walks, talks, and acts like us? I mean, have you ever kind of looked at him or Joshua or Justin and said, uh, that's definitely y'all's kid. Am I right? Why would we think it's so odd that if God birthed you, you wouldn't have all of God's attributes inside of you? Now, you can't handle that. Your brain cannot handle that you are a God-man. Because you're sitting there looking at me like, yeah, that's awesome. No, it didn't hit you. When it hits you, you're going to be going, my God, are you serious? You, I lay my, when I'm laying my hands, I mean, Jesus Christ is in every spore of my body. Your, your image of yourself is going to really, really change. Because the old man had a loser mentality and you still have a loser brain. But you're not a loser. You're not trying to become, I'm just working on it, Pastor. Well, quit. Why don't you just get excited about who you are? Now, one of the things, this funny thing about Justin is that Justin got all of me and Lisa. I mean, hunt, fish, reads his Bible, prays and the whole, just like his dad. Guitar, keyboard, water ski, mom. I mean, he just... He got the whole tamale. But it's definitely our kid. See, we have this idea, well, Jesus is up in heaven and, 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 and I'm a Christian. Now you, no, you, you, you're not getting it. God started a new race of humanity and you are identical in every facet to Jesus Christ. Now, I'm sitting here watching Mike, and I know one day it's going to hit him, and he is going to run and jump and scream. 
because God don't fail at nothing. And, and it's hard for us to go, me neither. It's hard for you and I to imagine when we read a scripture that says, I have the mind of Christ and I have all knowledge. Now, it's not in your head, but it's in your spirit. And I'm going to show you there, there are people as they're growing in God have learned to tap it. And we think, well, they're just super. God, they are just more graced and they're just more special. I think we're going to spend eternity tapping the DNA of God in us. And, and now you could tap a lot more of it now if you would. Okay. First John 3, 1. Do you have the message Bible? You don't. Okay, just go to the. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called the children of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us. I am not like any sinner you ever met. You are not like any sinner you've ever met. Now, I'm going to say something right now. There really is a class separation, but it's not white and black. There is a superior race in the earth, far superior race of humanity, and they're called Christians. Now, that's not for you and I to brag because we didn't do it, but you can't run around and, and act all humble and say it's not so. It is too so. We're smarter than a sinner. As a matter of fact, if you don't think you are, turn on the TV and go, Hey, moron. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, don't, you just turn it on and go, you're dumber than a rock. Amen. And you don't realize how much of God you're walking around in and his mind you're using because you're so used to it, it's starting to become normal to you. And you don't realize it. I remember when I got born again, opened up my Bible. I mean, someone rewrote the book. I read, I read this book before I got saved, and I found nothing in it. And when I got born again, I went, holy tamale. <laughs> All right. It's interesting to watch the Tesla Technology, two hundred and eighty-five mile an hour car. It's an infant. It's a proto. It's just they're just starting. They're getting to where the Jews have hooked up with them, and they can they can drive themselves. You just get in it and tell it where you want it to go and. Now, I'm gonna, there's things about the new creation that is nothing like the old prototype. Do y'all, do y'all remember watching The View the other day when the lady started criticizing Pence? And she said that anybody here from God is, you know, is insane. Well, that's a sinner. She says she's not. And she's a sinner. That's a sinner trying to understand a Christian. Because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. That is not odd for us. We want what the Lord said. And then sinners look at us and go, the the God spoke to you. (laughs) Yeah, he did. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you all something, and you all can handle this, but I wasn't being a smart aleck. Maybe I was a little. But, you know, I love to mess with people who don't have no sense. I really do. I just love to mess with them. <laughs> this guy was talking to me about, and y'all heard me tell the story. He says, you'd make a good seven-day Adventist. And I said, no, I wouldn't make a very good seven-day Adventist. He said, yeah, you would. I said, no, I wouldn't. And I said, you know, I started trying to help him a little bit. And I said, first of all, 
you know, I, I don't believe in going to church on Saturday because I am the church. You can't go to the church. I am the church. When Jesus started, the, the word ecclesia in the Bible has nothing to do with the building. It was a group of people in the city that ran the city. That's what, that's what, it's actually, he pulled that out of Rome, out of the Roman Empire, of a group of people who made laws and decided what happens in the city. So, so I told them, I said, I said, I can't go to church, I am the church. And they said, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. And I said, Jesus is the Sabbath. And they said, no, he's not. I said, yes, he is. I said, Jesus said, you know, if you, if you, destroy this temple I'll raise it in three days and he's calling himself the temple of God and then I looked at him and I said I am the Sabbath oh y'all have no idea how bad a group of preachers would like to stone me to death for saying that but I am where is God well that's not real to people how can you go to church you are the church I am the temple of God I'm the Sabbath I am the Sabbath. I am 2 Corinthians 5.17. I am John 3.16. I am Romans 2.4. I mean, Acts 2.4. I am. I don't have them. I am it. Y'all getting this? You are the word made flesh now. Jesus was the word made flesh. Now this word has become real in you, and you are now this word made flesh. Now, I I just lost... 999 and nine-tenths of the Christians on the planet. But you got to start thinking this way if you're ever going to do anything for God because you're always waiting for a God sitting up in heaven to come down and do something. Lord, have mercy. He doesn't need to get any closer. He's inside you. Look whom by y'all, my Lord. Where, where is he going to come from? He came in the door when you came in the door. You know that scripture, if two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst. <coughs> Folks, when, you're, when there's two people, Jesus doesn't leave heaven and come down and sit in a group. He said, I'm there in my name. When my name is there, I am there. Oh, and we have messed things up so bad. But the early church had a revelation of this, so much so that when Peter's shadow, I've had God do things just because I walked in the room. Now, I'm not saying I'm God. I'm God. I didn't say that. But I am the body of Christ, and Jesus does live in me. And the life that I now live, Paul said, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And if we are the body of Christ, that means when we walk in the room, Christ walked in the room. And when you lay your hands on the sick, Christ is laying his hands on the sick. And you're waiting on super preacher to do it. Why are you waiting on someone else to do it? I don't have more of Jesus in me than you. I'm not more body than you are. How many Holy Ghost are there? Three? Well, there's the Holy Ghost who raised Jesus from the dead. There's the Pentecostal one and there's the Baptist one. I'm trying to get um, somebody in the sound booth to get the feathers ruffled. <coughs> no, there's not. The, the Holy Ghost that went down into hell and got Jesus out, same guy inside you. Matter of fact, you ought to cut him loose sometimes. It's wild when he gets going. I was walking down the streets one day of the Bahamas, passing out tracks, and I was praying in the Holy Ghost. There's a boy watching me about where Gene is right now. And he was watching me, and I'm walking along. And he's just watching me. And I knew what he was thinking. God got it. I got God in me. I mean, you guys have this happen to you all the time. You're just walking along, and you go, hmm, I know exactly what they're thinking. How are you doing that? 
It's not, it's not, you're not mind reading. It's God. And so I just looked at him and I said, you want this? And he goes, mm-hmm. And I said, Phil. And he started talking in tongues. Now, who did that? Well, I did it. Well, not really. Jesus did it. No, well, really, I did it. Oh, Jesus. Well, okay, we did it. But he didn't do it without me, and I didn't do it without him. But he couldn't have done it if I hadn't done it, and I couldn't have done it if he wasn't in me. But ain't it cool that you go, huh, and he filled. And he goes, filled the Holy Ghost. I was also in the Bahamas one time. This kid, they, he, he drowned. And uh, they brought him up, and he, they found him on the bottom of the ocean. And um, he was just a little kid, about that big. And he walked up to me, and, he, and they said he was, they, they got him off the ocean today, and he wants to be born again. And his mind was already a vegetable. And so I was talking to him, and he said, And I prayed for him to get saved. And he went home that night, and I just laid hands on him, and I just said, I take authority over this in Jesus' name. Well, I think it was a year later, Lisa, and I went back. This, this kid walks up. He's about this big. And he said, you remember me? And I went, nope. He said, you remember the kid that drowned? I said, yes. He said, that's me. And, you know, I, I, I did not do that. But God didn't either. Well, really, I did. You ever read the scripture that says, you heal the sick? I'm messing your head up really bad. It's God in me. Heal. It's God in me. But he needs me to go ointment. Do you understand? And he's not walking around without a body. Does that make sense? Anyway, you just, no charge. But we're, we've never been taught in church to think this way. If any man is in Christ, I am a brand new kind of being that has never existed before. And I'm already complete and perfect. Not when I die, but now. That'll mess your head up. When we all get to heaven, nothing's going to change. Except there's no one to witness to. Nor cast the devil out of anyone up there. So that's all that's going to change. Oh, boy. I'm going to tell you. I just look at y'all's faces right now and you're going, I think I'm getting it. Okay. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. <coughs> God in me. God in me. You know, this afternoon I said, God, I need you to help me pray about something. How do you do that? God cannot answer a prayer that you don't ask. And you can't ask a prayer because you're ignorant. You have a problem going on here. God, I need to pray about something. How? Do you have, have you not, have you never sat back and thought that is miraculous? You you are sinners don't do that. They there's a new kind of man that can walk around and contact God instantly. He's called a Christian. That's supernatural. Say, I'm supernatural. <laughs> I think some of you are going, I, I think I'm getting this. 1 Corinthians 15, 21. For since by man came death, by man came the resurrection of the dead. In Adam all die. So in Christ, all are made alive. 
Look at 23. Each one in his own order, Christ the first fruit. What kind of fruit is Jesus? He's a first fruit. But let's pretend for the sake he's an apple. You're not a pear. You're an apple. Because if the seed was an apple, then the next one on the tree will become will be an exact apple. So there is not, you're not fruity. Whatever seed God made to make the original apple, all apple trees are exactly like that. So the first fruits, Jesus is the first fruit of the new kind of species, but all of the other fruits are exactly like him. You are an exact duplicate of Jesus Christ. That'll change your thinking. That'll change your, oh, yeah, just the old, no, you're not. Now, your head might be wrong, but that's why you come to church and open up the Bible and we read it and you go, Shazam. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Never mind. Half the kids in here had no idea what I just said. Golly, Sarge. All right. Verse 45. So the first Adam, man Adam, was a living being. That's the kind of, 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 of person he was. The last Adam was a life-giving spirit, so so are you. You are a life-giving spirit. Now, now, let's think about this for a minute. So every person you're meeting that's not born again, they have zero concept of you. You make no sense to them. And you ought to have them figured out. All right, now let's go. John 14, 12. Let's go over there now. Now, you've got to meditate on this to get it to work. And I wish, yeah, I think I have some time to go down a certain road. I'm going to do something. 14, 12. Listen to Jesus talking. Now, we've always thought that he talked about, he was just talking about miracles. He's not. Most assuredly, I say to you, he that believes in me, the works I do, he'll do also, and greater works than he'll do is because I go to my Father. What are the greater works? Well, he never led anybody to the hit. Nobody ever got born again during his three and a half years on the earth. So you've already started doing the greater. If you've ever led one person to the Lord, you've done more than Jesus when he walked the earth. That's, that's a powerful statement. But you're a life-giving Spirit, able to reproduce after your own kind. All right. So that means everything that Jesus did, it's possible for you to do it. Now, I'm going to show you why we're not seeing more of it. But we're going to. God is grooming the last day's church to do the exact same thing that Jesus did. But that's what he's doing in church right now. Getting you ready to be used. And you say, well, who am I? Well, Peter wasn't all that smart either. So, so there's, I mean, if God didn't use Peter, he'll use anybody. So just go ahead. There's hope for everybody. All right. John 17, go over there. And this is another one of those scriptures that your brain is going to fall out of your head and just lay in your lap for a minute. 1720, I do not pray for these alone, talking about his disciples, but also those who believe in me through their word, that would be us, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Now, listen, listen, that the world believe you sent me and the glory that you gave me, I have given to them. What is the glory of God? It's the presence of, of God. Jesus said, it's not me that does the works. <clears throat> it's the Father in me. Yeah. 
that the Father in Jesus was a man walking around with the glory in a body. That's how he did what he did. He's walking around with God in him. Are you walking around right now with God in you? Yes, yes you are. We have this treasure. See, he already showed you that you have it. You're not down here praying that God would fall. Under the Old Testament, God fell on David. David never had God in him. Moses never had God in him. Elijah never had God in him. The, the Christian is so far superior to Moses and Elijah, it's not even on the chart. We're a Jesus person. Moses was not. He was a sinner with the glory on him. We're a man with the glory in us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's just that statement alone. I could go for a month on just that subject, the glory of God. All right. Now, what's so different about us? I'm just going to name a few of these. First of all, we have a brand new heart. The world does not. Uh, look at Colossians 2.10. I want you to pop it on the screen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down a few scriptures. I want to show you something about yourself. You have to get your Bible out. L let me say this, and I want you all to hear exactly what I'm fixing to say. Jesus found out who he was by reading the Bible. When he got to his own home church, they stood up to preach, and he found the Scripture. It's not the first time he read it. He found out who he was reading the Word. If you don't read it, you'll never find out who you are. You'll never know who you are. And you've got to read it and go, whoa. Now, I want to show you something. Colossians 2.10. You are complete. That's heavy. Finished. No more work to be done. You're done. In a hundred million years, you will not be more of anything than you are now. You're already perfect. But you don't act it because you've never got your mind renewed to that. In other words, you've got an electric motor in you and you've never learned how to hook the charger up. You're trying to put gas in this thing and you're frustrated. So you've got a lawnmower pushing it around and you don't understand where the glory is in this car. You want to look at another one? You have to get these scriptures out. You've got to do this. Go to Hebrews 12, 23. Look at this. If I didn't show you this in the Bible, your brain would go, yeah, I'm going to tell you, Pastor, I'm just a... The devil is constantly discrediting you to you. Now, remember what he said to Jesus? If you're the son of God, has he ever said if to you? Now, I'm going to make a statement to you. Everything I'm showing you, there is no place on the planet to find it except the Bible. You either, you either find it in there or you'll never discover it. Amen. This is the Holy Grail. Hallelujah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, you, all you had to do is go to Bible bookstore, dummy. <laughs> you ignorant thing, all you had to do is go down to the Bible bookstore and get you a Holy Grail. The writings of Paul are the most powerful piece of literature ever penned by a human. And most people have no idea what it says. Never even open the Bible to even find it. Because you're looking for looking for love in all the wrong places. You're a Tesla and you, you think you're a Coleman lantern. You just don't know squat. This little light of mine. I just insulted you bad. It's the truth. 
You're trying to find out who you are in nature? I mean, get out of the tree. Go, tree, oh, wonderful tree, I love you, tree. That tree knows who you are. Now, I'm going to make a statement here because this keeps hitting my mind. There's one thing about the new creation that is only for us. Everything in our world is voice activated. That's heavy. Cold, leave. Don't, 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 don't get around a carnal Christian and tell them, say that. They, are you one of those crazy people? I am. Jesus talked to a tree. You are a new species that understands. Now, see, Lisa picks up the phone and goes, call Justin. And it'll say, sell. Yes, sell. He doesn't have a house phone, stupid. And she's talking to a phone. If it wasn't for that phone, you would have a hard time believing that our world is voice activated. Well, one of the reasons it's not working is because you're double-tongued, like, a, like old Indians say, speak out both sides, you ugly mouth. One minute you're talking about how sick you are, next minute you're telling the cold to leave, and you're just confusing the whole world around you. All, the, all of the molecules around you are going, Wah! because you're crazy. But our world and your body is voice activated. Tesla, crank. Warm up. Radio, turn on. Jesus said it. And people still think, we're crazy. Tree, die. Fruit, God spoke all of it and then he put a measure of his faith in the new prototype. Uh, y'all, that's just like crazy wild. To the General Assembly and the Church of the Firstborn, say, that's me, who are registered in heaven, say, that's me, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of righteous men made what? If you didn't read it, your, your brain would go. You have lost your mind. All of the battles that are in you are only in your head because of ignorance. Your doubt and your unbelief is coming from ignorance. This is wild, but I'm reading out of the book. The manual for the Tesla. This, now this old one, that's the gas. This new one, that's the Tesla. You, you don't, don't mess, don't mix these two up. Wow. I, I didn't even read this one, but where's the scripture says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart? You have his, you, you actually are walking around with the same love God has on the inside of you. I failed miserably at walking in love for years. I, I did. I'd wake up in the morning, I'm going to walk in love, and by 9 o'clock, I have messed up this whole love walk thing again. I was trying to become. And then one day I went, my father is love. That means I'm love. And the more I started confessing it from the position that I am a spirit and I'm love, amazing love produces love. If I'm trying to become, then I'm always going to be, I'm always going to fail. But I am love. And I calmed down a lot because all of the condemnation ended. I, I, I ceased being this stupid idiot. How many of y'all have ever battled with insecurities? We all have. That's the voice of the world. But that's not the voice of God. There is no condemnation in the Holy Spirit. He don't condemn you. All of those voices are coming from the outside. They're not even coming from the inside of you. Let me prove something to y'all. 
And every one of you have experienced this. You've been battling with your soul. And, and it's like, and you're just like, oh, God. Oh, what? Oh, Lord, help me. And all of this stuff is, seems to be coming at you. And you get to praying, and down inside you, someone goes, uh-uh, I love you. You're a new creation. You're washed in the blood. All of a sudden, there's a peace that comes from in. And you're like, wait a minute, that's the devil. He's not out there talking to you. He's in here talking to you. How many of you have had that happen? All of us have experienced this. You're saying, I'm having a bad day. And an hour later, you're singing. What in the world just happened to you? That the greater is he that's inside of you. He didn't go. <coughs> excuse me. He didn't go anywhere because you had a bad day. Now, the devil told you he left. Well, he left. He, he, he's gone. He didn't ever come back even. The dog left too. I mean, everybody left. Anyway, look at First Timothy. Unless I'll skip, I'll just jump around. <coughs> One six. I think it's Second Timothy one six. So please forgive me. It is my fault. God hadn't given you a spirit of what? Fear. Fear. You, listen, listen to me. You can't produce fear. I'll come over here and say it. You can't produce it. You can't produce hate. I didn't say you get, didn't get mad at people. That's why the Bible says to put off the old man. That's why... There is a holiness side to your life where you've got to take the old man off. You, now here, let me go real, real fast. Because though you're a new creation, you are going to reap what you sow if you keep acting stupid. It is not in your best interest to choose someone out. It will come back. You have the power to reproduce, so quit cussing stuff. It's coming home. Hello? It, you're not blessing. I'm blessed them. No. All of those commandments are not for your wife. They're for you. Come on, I'm doing a real good job, and y'all are... But if you'll learn what holiness is for, it's because that guy on the inside needs to come out. And that's what holiness is. It's not taking your makeup off, ladies. We're not taking it off. Good Lord, have mercy. If y'all took your makeup off, you'd scare all the men. And they would not know what to do. All right, real quick, go to 2 Corinthians 3. And I'll get in. I'm going to get into this for a minute. I won't be able to finish it. Let me ask you a question. Does what I said today help you? Yes. The, listen, this actually is probably one of the, this is the whole Pauline revelation. I had a man say to me the other day, he said, I want to teach you a revelation that goes all the way back to the 1400s. And I said, why don't you go all the way back to Paul? Who in the world wants to go to the 1400s? People are funny. People are funny. He said, I'm going to impress you. I said, that might be hard to do. I've seen Jesus. Not much impresses me anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Sometimes you just have to say things. Now look at this scripture. You need to mark this in your Bible. Because this is going to answer all the questions I didn't answer tonight. 318. Let's read 17. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. 
Did I not say that? I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where is he? He's in you. But we all, with an unveiled face, that's the Bible, behold in a mirror, that's the word of God. The glory, that's, the glory is God in you, of the Lord are being transformed or changed into the same image of Jesus. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Ghost on the inside of you was put inside of you to teach you who you are. He's in you to lead you and guide you into all truth. You can't know this without him showing it to you. He's your guide. And it doesn't all come in a week. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So even though I'm saying all this tonight, you're getting a piece. But in a week, you'll have a bigger piece. In two weeks, you have a bigger piece. If you'll keep on looking into the Word and don't throw it down and go to Facebook, listen, stay in the Word of God and God will take you from glory to glory to glory. And you'll do things that you'll be going, oh my God, I did that. I just pointed at that boy and he got saved. I pointed at that boy and got filled with the Holy Ghost. I pointed at that guy and got out of a wheelchair. Because there are people in the body of Christ that are further along than you. Because they've been in the glory longer than you. They're not, they're not better. They're not more righteous. They have just opened up their Bible and went, wow, did you see that scripture? Wow, I'm complete. Wow, I've been made righteous. Wow. And then you start thinking, wow, God is in me. Wow, I have the mind of Christ. Wow. And, and the more the Holy Ghost is taking you and just showing, I'm going to show you something that you never saw before. And he'll show it to you and you'll go, wow. All right, let me prove it to you because we, we can't stay here all night. How many of y'all, when you came in here, came out of a denominational church, didn't know anything about speaking in tongues, know anything about it, and then you walked in here and you went, Wow, the Holy Ghost. Now you think you found us. You're not that smart. I know Mike didn't find us. He, Holy Ghost grabbed him by the nose and drug him in here and said, sit right there. I have something I want you to do. And you have already gone to new levels of glory than you've ever been. And honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. I heard about a preacher one time that his faith was so great in God. He walked up and snatched tumors off people's faces. You, there's things that the new creation can do. We can do things way beyond anything you're doing right now. But you have to, you decide that. All right. That's heavy, isn't it? And if I didn't read it to you, you'd be going, oh, that's kind of crazy. That's wild. I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day. She was screwed up. She was a screwed up woman. Dad having sex with her. Running around in hot pants, halter top, cussing, smoking cigarettes, and preaching? Do you think she has been in the Word? She doesn't act anything like that now. What happened to her? She's been going from glory to glory. Now, here's the, here's, I'm going to say something to y'all, and it's going to blow your mind. There's no lid to it. That'll rip your head off. I've had God do things. They're crazy. And, and when I'm doing them, I'm like, yeah, nobody will believe it. Nobody will believe what I just did. And I told you this once before, I'm going to tell it again. 
I got hundreds of these stories, hundreds. But I was bow fishing one day down in, in south, south of St. Cloud. And when I got down there, the lake was muddy. I can't see the fish. I drove an hour and a half to get here. I'm standing in water up to my knees, and it's muddy. And I said, God, where's fish? I'm thinking that the fish are going to pop up. And I'm just watching, and I'm watching. And I had a word of knowledge. Fish is right there. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's just muddy water. And I knew there was a fish there. And I looked around to see if anybody's watching. Because I'm fixing to do something. I'm fixing to shoot a fish. I can't see. It's crazy. And a fish, I mean, they stuck a fish, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, a fish! Well, I thought, well, that's accident. Pulled it up, took the barb off. I have a backpack, threw it in. Strung up my bow. Is where? Right there. Right there. I shot 10 fish. I never saw a fish. That's crazy. That's God. That's now, if, now, do you think he only cares about fish? Oh, no. He cares about everything we do. We've, we've never learned to live out of that guy. We're trying to live out of this guy. This guy has the mind of Christ. I'm preaching good, aren't I? And we're just, we're just starting. Let me tell one more story real quick. There's a man in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lisa helped me with his name. And he, he started listening to Kenneth Hagin's tapes on how to be led by the Spirit. And he had $200 in his checkbook, $200. And he got a set of tapes, how to be led by the Spirit of God. And he went in his closet and he took that $200 and he prayed in tongues. Prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, showed him what to do with that money. Several years later, he donated $1 million to Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Now listen to what he said. I've never lost a dime investing. I've made millions of dollars. The, the, most church people think we're crazy. It's just, I mean, it's like, like people are cavemen. And how do you end this? I, Say, God, God. is in, in me. There is nothing impossible. But it's really, it's really just you learning to walk with him. It's not you just walking around saying, I just have fish and just shooting it. It don't work that way. It's me and God. It's me and God. It's me and God. I, I, I wish I had time to tell you about the times that he's told me how to fix my car. I can't tell you how many times he's told me where my car keys are. And, and Lisa's car keys, she loses them way more than I do. And Lisa's walking around going, okay, Lord, in Jesus' name, where are they? How many times, Lisa, have we done that? And, oh, I know where they are. Come on, we are a supernatural, new in kind Race never existed on the earth, and our possibilities are unlimited. This is crazy. I got to stop. This is, this is good, isn't it? I mean, you got to take this and think about it a while because this is like...
This is wild. In the Old Testament, God said something about the Old Testament people. He said, nothing they imagine is impossible to them. That's the old type. Nothing you imagine. That'll mess your head up. That's the proper use of your imagination. He gave, God used his imagination to imagine the earth. And it was in him. And he said, earth, that's in me, be. I'm messing with you now. I mean, that's like, pastor, that's enough for one night. You have messed our head up. Now, if you go negative, it'll work too. It'll work. That's why Satan wants your head. My whole life is screwed up, pastor. What do I do? Well, I'd stop talking about it. I'd stop cursing yourself. <laughs> Stupid kids. I'm so dumb. That's another subject, isn't it? Father God, thank you. Thank, Father, they're so rich. I love this. This is the kind of stuff I love to preach because nobody leaves mad at me. And they think I'm a great preacher. But Father, this is so good. The, the possibilities of our life, the possibilities of our home, our marriage, our family, our kids, our business. There's, there's no end if we just get a hold of this. So powerful, so, so beautiful. We're made in your image and what, what you can do inside of us is just super duper. I ask you to help make this real to us as we go from glory to glory. And the things that people are struggling with right now that look impossible to them, they're not. We just get our mind renewed to the Word and put the Word of God on it like Jesus said and watch it change. And Father, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.